0: hello everybody and welcome to episode 21 of the unending rebuild uh super excited to be back for another episode of our wonderful podcast thank you everyone for checking in uh today it is myself will kai's alongside jared perlman Uh, josh lee is out sick today uh he's got a bit of the flu so uh, make sure to send him some well wishes but jared say hello hey what's up guys it's Jared
1: uh I'm happy to be able to talk some shit about Kai or about Josh this week after talking a little <laughs> bit, a little shit about Kai's last week so uh glad that you know once again I get to be here while we're missing a guy and uh, uh and keep it keep the train rolling uh excited
0: to talk we get to a guys. lot of Jared everyone's getting <laughs> yeah, a lot of Jared exactly. recently. Exactly. So uh, I expect this episode to be a bit funnier since Josh isn't here. Um, exactly. You know, we can, <laughs> we can get some more humor in there. Uh, mm-hmm. And Jared and I will just make fun of each other for the next hour or, or so. Uh, but let's start with talking about that Thursday night game. Uh, Damian Pierce, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. a guy. Just watching him run the football is really, really fun. Yeah, he's angry.
1: He runs angry. It's hype. Like, I mean, 139 yards against the Eagles' defense. Like, who saw that coming? Even with 27 yeah. carries, like, I'm surprised he got that many. But like, that's hype. That's that's good work from that. Like, a nice rookie. He Especially
0: considering when they're probably stacking the box too, because like you know yeah. the, the entire receiving core of the Texans was out, Top or the ones that are worthwhile.
1: Dorset. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Him and Chris Moore didn't do the worst job didn't do the worst job, a bit frustrated as a Nico Collins owner because he still doesn't have a touchdown this year, and then they go out and get uh, at least Morgan a touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. And da- Damien, I mean, he put up, like, the the most impressive, like, 13-and-a-half-point fantasy performance <laughs> ever, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, just yeah. didn't catch anything, hardly targeted, which was surprising to me. I thought they were going to include him more in the passing game.
1: Yeah, they used Rex at the end of the the game, uh, like I think once or twice, uh, which was unfortunate. But you know, I think he's just you know he's he's still learning. Like he'll get there. I think they like him still in pass protection and like he can run routes. So uh, he was probably tired. Shit, he ran twenty seven times <laughs> and ran for that... one hundred and forty yards almost. So
0: um, you know, it's he's so been the good old to keep him back. It's so good to keep up that average when you're having that many rush attempts, too. And like we said, the Eagles are stacking the box, and Damian just runs well. Uh, Do you Mm -hmm. think he's going to be able to hold on to his place come next year? I mean, it just depends, like, how early some of these
1: guys go. Like, obviously, I think we we think Bijan's going to be a a first-round running back. Um, But, you know... That would be
0: crazy if they took him, though. That'd be
1: crazy. Well, yeah, like they, they, but like I'm saying, they're going to probably have the first or second pick in the second round. And for, for them to, you know, if somebody like him, like he falls, like if Bijan is somehow there at the top of the first or the second round, uh, there's a chance, but otherwise, uh, I mean, Damian has proved that, you know, he can, you know, carry 27 times and he can, like, I think he can pass block. I think he can run routes, even though they, uh, won't give it to him yet. Um, <laughs> One and day. so yeah, like I, I don't see any reason they, they need to bring in a guy. Um, but of course, you know, we see like there's very like not very many league or backfields in the league um stay with a workhorse. So maybe they bring somebody in to just help him a little bit next year, uh, take the load off. But I I, I expect this to be his backfield. I mean, why yeah. not?
0: Why why and, uh, waste the
1: pick when you we use a fourth round
0: to get the guys this good? i agree i agree i think i think a lot of people misguided by comparing him to like elijah mitchell or james robinson or even like philip Lindsay. I mean, Lindsay was terribly undersized and undrafted
1: Um, mm-hmm.
0: uh, james robinson uh undrafted and tore his achilles and then elijah mitchell sixth round got hurt and damien's like early fourth round didn't get hurt can play all three downs i think the biggest knock against damien though that's not really being discussed is just the fact that there's zero competition on the team you know, mm-hmm. I think man's a really good player, but I could definitely see him bringing in some sort of capable backup, especially in a pass catching capacity, uh, to take some of his work. But I mean, and also another exactly. thing is how long does Lovey Smith stay around? Because Lovey Smith's playing that 1940 style football where they're just running it up the middle every play and just like knocking people as hard as they can. So does Lovey Smith stay? Is Do you think he's going to hang around after this year? Um, I mean,
1: I don't know. You never know with the Texans uh, like. I mean, they could fire everybody right now or they could, you know, be a smart organization, try to keep it together for a few years. So but I, I don't think that's too important. I mean, I think even a new coaching staff will see Damian's good. But I think that like they will someone like maybe like Jarek McKinnon who like the uh the uh Chiefs like to use like a decent amount, like someone who will come in and, and actually play uh like I expect to be a younger and better running back next year as a as a backup to Damien, uh someone much better than Rex Burke has been this year. So uh like he'll just have I think he has to, he's gonna have to prove it next year, but I don't think they're gonna actively search um the market for overpaying or Or, you know, searching for a high draft pick running back.
0: Yeah, I don't think it would make sense. And they have so many other holes to fill in the roster, too, that uh, that you would think it would make sense to shore up the offensive line a bit more or get a quarterback or, you know, the most important position in football. So we'll see. We'll see. But bringing it back a little bit, talking about Bijan Robinson, um, is he going to be your RB1 in Dynasty once he gets drafted?
1: Uh, I think there's a good possibility. Um, you know, we're seeing right now with some of the younger guys and some of the older guys still performing well, like people don't really know how to value the running backs. I think that the, the tough. The, the, the very Everyone does it one. differently. Uh, and, and so, you know, there's not really consensus. Number one guy besides maybe CMC. Um, but like Jonathan Taylor has been hurt. Um, like CMC is getting older, um Brees Hall looked to be amazing, but now towards ACL, can you put him at number one? Kenneth Walker looks amazing, but people don't like mm-hmm. him there, you know, enough to be number one. But I think, you know, top five is has got to be there. So uh I think there's a real possibility that Bijan is top five. Um to put him number one is hard, but maybe even top three immediately when he gets there. Um, maybe along with guys like Brees, Kenneth, and JT, uh, I think. But yeah i mean if he goes to a team that wants to make him the focal point uh a team that likes to run the ball there's no reason why he shouldn't be because uh it looks like he's going to be a stud i mean the movement like ability for him everybody (laughs) it's consensus around the league uh i think you know the fantasy analysts the nfl analysts the you know coaches everybody thinks that Bijan's going to be amazing so uh if he can go to a team that's going to focus on the run like it could be really exciting. Um, maybe yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's hard to know, um, you know, how early a, a team is going to want to pick him because he has top fifteen yeah. easy. easy.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, which is which to say about a running back in these days is impressive. I just, uh, I, I, mean,
1: maybe yeah, maybe the Bucks would take him at the end of the first. I don't know. They just take Rashad. They just took Rashad. I, I'm commanders. curious about
0: the. I'm curious about the Eagles with that Saints pick. I think that could be an interesting one.
1: I mean, Miles Sanders has done well this year, but the
0: Eagles do love to run the ball. I think that would be a
1: a great landing spot for him, for sure.
0: Yeah, and Miles Sanders is, like, decent. He's solid. I don't know if it necessarily makes the most sense for where their team's at, but they don't really have many holes in that roster. And taking advantage of Jalen Hurts' rookie contract while they can and getting just a star power, like, another in there, because they're a super super course fine. Al Scott is really good. Offense line's good. Mm-hmm. Defense great. throwing Bijan Robinson to mix there. I mean, us NS, NFC North guy or NFC East guys are going to be fearing that. But that is something that is really interesting to me. Yeah. Uh.
1: I mean, that would. Yeah. That would be really sad. I'll, I'll say that for sure.
0: <laughs> um. You know. Right I now, mean, that's the six overall picks. So that would be that would be early. It would be early. Yeah. We.
1: We have seen that in the past. You know, I think Zeke and Fournette both went number four overall in, in most recent memory. Um, Where would Saquon
0: go? Saquon was early. Oh, yeah, series. Saquon was number two,
1: my fault. Um, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. That's, yeah. I mean. Yeah. So, that's... yeah, we've seen it. We've seen it pretty recently. Um, and I think that Saquon proves it probably wasn't a good pick. I mean, Saquon's amazing. But, yeah. Uh,
0: It's rarely hasn't,
1: hasn't really worked out. I'd say for the number two overall pick, um, even though that Saquon is amazing, but uh, you know, I think that Bijan is a top 10 prospect in the draft. So there's a chance that he does. Um, If the Eagles like him enough there, I think Miles Sanders doesn't have the the real uh, like NFL bell cow size uh, Mm -hmm. running back for a running back that they like. So um, yeah, I I actually, you know, I could see it i could definitely yeah. see it
0: yeah and i think what's unique too about the Eagles' situation as compared to saquon is that saquon is drafted into a terrible situation because like taking a running back second when your team's trashed like the giants mm-hmm. were then doesn't really make a hell of a lot of sense because like i mean uh, having a star power running back is like the final piece think like McCaffrey just going to the 49ers it's like the final thing that you add uh so for the eagles who are like an elite contending team they obviously usually don't pick in the top 10. So Bijan going there would be much, I think it would be pretty advantageous for both him and in the fantasy for purpose and for the Eagles for football uh, reason as well. And I'm looking at this one CBS mock draft and they have Bijan going 15th and then the other guy has him going 30th. So mm-hmm. that that is quite the spread because everyone believes he's consensus first round. Uh, so that's, it's interesting. Interesting to see how that's going to play out. Yeah, I mean, hey, if he were to
1: go thirtieth, uh, I think the Eagles would definitely take him at the end of the first round. Uh, I think. Oh yeah, if he like, goes end
0: of the first round to a contender, that's going to be his value is going to skyrocket.
1: Yeah, I would love for uh, Miami. I, I no, no, they traded their first away this year, didn't they? To for uh, Bradley Chubb, I think. Uh, yeah. Damn, because they need that would have been then. nice. That would have been uh, nice, but. Uh, I mean, maybe the Falcons—they love to run the ball. Uh, if they stay with their current regime, uh, so but it's hard because there are so many good running backs in the league that uh, mm-hmm. there's only a few good options. And I think the Eagles—you're probably right—are a great one. Um, and that would be just so much fun to have him there uh, on a team that, that is run first, like <laughs> all yeah, all over. Uh, it would definitely suck for us NFC fans, but
0: yeah, uh, we'd never win the division again yeah oh um, man the but Eagles look really good one thing this conversation has brought up a bit too is how to value the running back position and i think in dynasty we oftentimes get sucked into the notion of you know of talent over situation uh which i think is like important to keep in mind Like i think talent is more important than situation but i think with running backs the situation matters a lot more than a receiver, matters a lot more than the quarterback because that window is so much shorter for their running back's career, you know? So, like, when when we're valuing valuing Bijan coming into the league, you know, if it seems like he's going into a... He's going to be in a a committee of some sorts... Or on a team that doesn't use the running back as much as some other teams, I think that should really be considered because, you know, who knows how long that Bijan's gonna be healthy, how long he's gonna be in his prime. That said, like always things can change, but that window is a lot shorter. So let's say, you know, he comes in the league, he's got like eight years production. Let's say half of that is spent in like a poor system, you know? So it's like, as opposed to a receiver who maybe has like 12 years production, project, uh, 12 years of production and that four years would only be a third of their career. So I think it's just a bit of an interesting perspective to include when uh, figuring out his ranking once he does get drafted. Uh,
1: For me, I, I don't really like, I, I feel like that's, it's good to use in terms of like valuing the running back position versus uh, other positions versus the wide receiver and the quarterback positions. But Mm -hmm. like, I, I would A little bit caution you from that because, like, if we were to look at talent versus situation, when like a couple years ago, when Clyde edwards hilaire was drafted and Jonathan Taylor was drafted, you know, Jonathan Taylor was the consensus one, uh, the best running back in the class by most people uh, until Clyde was drafted over him. um, That was still the Chiefs uh, in the first end of the first round, and everyone hyped up Clyde and. Uh, I think we all know how that went.
0: Yeah, uh, That's and an important then, lesson to be careful. Like and, I'm saying and then like. And Brees Hall as should... well
1: though. Like it, you you think you see Brees Hall go to the Jets. And sure the Jets have, you know, a lot of people were more hype on the Jets this year than in the past, but it's still the Jets. And like, <laughs> yeah, this is the first year the Jets have had a winning record in a long time. Robert Sala looks like a great coach, but you know, unless you were really plugged in, you see Brees Hall on the Jets and and you're like, well, I don't like that. They just drafted Michael Carter possible committee situation, a bad team. That's going to have to play from behind uh, a lot for the next couple of years. Probably you'd think Zach Wilson is still young, but Brees Hall comes in there and, you know, he basically makes himself the RB one and dynasty until he gets hurt. Um, mm-hmm. Now getting hurt affects the value. And that's why running backs are, you know, not, as valuable as you know say a wide receiver or a quarterback uh in terms of you know how long they're going to play and uh you know they are more valuable than a quarterback unless they're two quarterback league but you get what i'm saying like uh no those are good
0: counterpoints
1: yeah Yeah, i I, yeah i I, I was
0: thinking of it more from the perspective of not taking clyde over jonathan taylor i think that was a valuable lesson learned by the dynasty community that uh you know just sometimes when you have like that much of a When you have the talent caps that big, situation becomes more relevant. I'm thinking more like when you're just ranking Bijan coming into the league, the difference between, like, first overall and, like, fifth. You know, so it's not that huge of a rankings difference, just a little bit. Well, um, you
1: say talent gap is that big. Like, I mean, Clyde was drafted over Jonathan Taylor. Like, who, like, sure, yeah. we liked all true, Jonathan who Taylor. Who are we to decide? Stuff, but yeah, like, it's not like you can't just say, like, in that kind of situation because a lot of people didn't thought Clyde was better because he was drafted higher because they went to the Chiefs. Like, there's a lot so of things. So, like, yeah, you, like, yeah, I think,
0: yeah. Didn't it, Mahomes it, it, say to like draft oh, Clyde? That's apparently that's what,
1: we, yeah. That's apparently what they say. Uh, or that's the rumors around the streets. And so you know, don't hey, trust the quarterback I'll, when you're drafting. <laughs>
0: I'll take a, I'll take a, I'll take a bum running back to make Mahomes happy, though. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. <laughs>
1: you know, all, all this running back talk. Also, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, I kind of wanted. I thought we could jump over to talk about this new hire in uh, oh, indianapolis yeah. that, we that was a to. weird one <laughs> yeah jeff saturday the new head coach failed uh,
0: high school football coach jeff saturday
1: <laughs> the colts have ousted frank right very quickly uh after yeah. he fired a few coaches and bench ryan he was the last one standing to write the ship and then you know they shit the bed this past weekend so uh they bring in a guy with a high school Educate high school coaching education i'd say (laughs) in jeff he went went three
0: and seven in high school so oh hell uh, yeah he's nice yeah yeah so Uh, perfect for the colts losing record yeah
1: he said he's going to be conservative and taking the points he said he's an offensive lineman it's hard to get come by points so if they're close they're taking them (laughs) oh god it's gonna bring him uh, back to the dark ages yeah, they're going to be probably kicking some long yeah, field this, goals. Hopefully they got a, a
0: workhorse there at the kicker position. <laughs> this was a weird one to me because I think Frank Reich is a really good coach. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like, I don't know, just he did well with what he was given, you know. He, they had like Jacoby Brissett, then you have Philip Rivers, and you have Carson Wentz, then you have uh, Matt Ryan, and then all of them have just been bad. And you keep giving them the exact same, like, very mediocre mm-hmm. to below average tools to do something good with. And he has done a decent job. I mean, he may, didn't they make the playoffs with Phillip rivers when rivers can only throw like 10 yards down the field and like they, they the, the schemes always seem to be decent. And, like I, I I was saying the other day, like once this news broke, like as a Washington fan, I take Frank Reich over Ron Rivera any day of the week. And it, it this is an organizational failure, I think, to address the key root of the issue, and that's that they should have fired the management and Ballard and kept Frank Frank Reich on, or at least fired both of them. Cause they're not addressing the right problem here.
1: Yeah, like Frank Reich is not your talent evaluator. Like fire fire your general manager. Like you yeah. can't just keep getting fill in old ass quarterbacks to come in and and try to plug this hole. Like it, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked the last 4 years, so why Crazy. try the 5th year? Like I I mean <laughs> I guess, like, look, this year is terrible. Like, they they are a horrible team. They somehow beat the Chiefs one game because the Chiefs didn't have Harrison Bucker. But other than that, like, they have just been a dumpster fire all around. So I get why they're pointing fingers, and you know, he's already fired a bunch of coaches. So it's it doesn't look good when you fire a bunch of coaches and then go out there and do poorly. But uh, when you're left with <laughs> With Carson Wentz and then Matt Ryan, like, what are you supposed to do? Like, Matt Ryan does not look good. Sam Ellinger does not have, uh, mm-hmm. has not shown the talent yet. I, I think, um, the offensive line hasn't looked good, and their yeah. their best player on their team, their running back, Jonathan Taylor, has been out for the last few weeks. So, uh, it's an unfortunate situation for Frank Reich. I think he he will get hired somewhere, uh, soon, probably. Um will he should he should (laughs) we'll see what happens the rest of the year though with the Colts um I'm very worried about Michael Pittman um oh me too like (laughs) I would be really scared I mean dynasty is fine
0: dynasty he's great but like Uh, redraft I am I I don't want to touch like this
1: week I'm definitely benching Michael Pittman for sure in my redraft in dynasty leaser I have him um but like yeah sure in dynasty you know I still I think he's a great player but like whew man what is gonna happen the rest of this year with this team hopefully they Jonathan Taylor is fine and they just rely on the run the whole rest of the year but like cool <laughs> they're going to ride so much i don't think Alec Pierce will continue to come on uh no and i don't think Michael Pittman will show out the way that i hyped him up to to you know be this year so uh it's un- it's unfortunate that you know, they yeah. made this wild change because I don't think Jeff Saturday is going to ramp up the offense in any significant way.
0: No. And and he's a tank commander 100%. and he's an
1: offensive lineman. So how is he going to ramp up the defense? He's going to run the ball up exactly, the middle every single yeah. play. Team's not going to be great.
0: Yeah, I, I, the whole thing's weird to me. Um, The team's going to be really bad. I mean, I, I feel like each year every rookie quarterback just happens to play the Patriots and the Patriots just confuse the hell out of them um and Ellinger was just bad this week and it just it's unfortunate too and this whole situation was really unpredictable i think because I remember early on, I mean, at least we and a lot of other uh, people in the community were talking about how Matt Ryan would be like a dark horse, like high end QB, two, because it seemed like a good situation. Because like mm-hmm. you had Michael Pittman, like stud receiver, you had like a stable of solid tight ends, Alec Pierce, good rookie receiver, strong running game for the play action, and supposedly this really good offensive line. And that offensive line is just fumbled and just completely mm-hmm. crumbled apart. and. Ryan obviously is very immobile and couldn't escape any of the pressure. So they had to make the quarterback change and see what they have in Ellinger. And I think really at this point, they just commit to the tank. So if I were a Jonathan Taylor owner right now, I'd be really concerned because I don't. Do you see them just continuing to like use him as a workhorse once he gets healthy when they're just tanking? Because I mean, that doesn't help their tanking. And also, like, why give your workhorse running back like 300 touches if they're just tanking?
1: Well, you know. I- I, I somewhat agree, but also Jeff Saturday said that he. I, I saw one quote said, "I'm not just auditioning for this job next year. I'm auditioning for all 32 jobs." Um, but I also think, <laughs> is he really? It, what else is he? What else is he gonna do? I mean. Like you kind of have to just run the ball. Um, I think Dion Jackson got hurt this week. Possibly, I think he came back. He hurt his knee okay. and came back. I think. Okay, um, He didn't do well though. I mean, no yeah. one did
0: well against the, against the Patriots. Yeah.
1: Um. But I mean, so maybe they spell him a little bit with uh Dion and I don't know maybe Philip Lindsay or something. Uh. But. I, I don't, like, what else are they going to do? I, Sam Ellinger can't get the ball to Michael Pittman, and at least not yet, and or Alan Pierce. So mm-hmm. uh, unless they can find a way to effectively call plays, which I don't know how many Jeff Saturday has in his bag, then what what else can you do but rely on your
0: running back? Yeah, I have a question for you as a Cowboys fan. Would you take Frank Reich as your coach over Mike McCarthy right now? Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> that would be hype Cow- Cowboys have been Looking decent though They've been, They're have coming off The bye now I They are What do you think About Dak Do you think So We've Kind of had some Differing opinions On Dak You think it's like He's kind of Just a flash in the pants Kind of His time is gone I'm still kind of Like a Dak fan But You know He got hurt And then now he's been back A couple of games He's been okay Do you think That we're just going to see The Dak of a couple of years ago or do you think He's still going to Continue his decline
1: All right so that's never what I said. <laughs> I didn't say Dak was declining or a flash in the pan. I said Dak was never it. Like Dak never was never, like, never the, oh. the top quarterback. There was Dak. no flash. I mean Dak is like Dak is a good quarterback, but he's not an elite quarterback. He was never an elite quarterback. He's always been a good quarterback. But like it's not like he, he lost it, in my opinion. He's just he's not like he doesn't have that in factor. like he makes some good plays but he he can't put it all together each game each week uh throughout the entire like you know 60 minutes of a game uh and that's the problem i think with with, with his game like I, it just doesn't all all flow together uh cohesively throughout the season or throughout a game like he'll be putting up points in bad spots or hitting the receivers behind them or or throwing low at at the wrong time and and it just quite just isn't quite there it's it's almost there mm-hmm. but there's something off and and that's still kind of what i see um you know i think that the cowboys have a great team and that they can uh actually win some playoff games uh this year even with uh the way i see dak um but like Sorry, I just for some reason thought of like another stat I saw that Dak has a thirty percent or sorry, Dalton Schultz has a thirty percent target share uh, when Dak Prescott is on the field, and the highest like tight end target share right now is Mark Andrews with twenty eight percent. Like so, Dalton Schultz has the highest tight end share. Like (laughs) he's not even used when Dak's not on the field, but Dak loves him so much that he has the highest usage in the league when Dak's on the field. Like like that's just like should to me that's like poor decision making like sure maybe you know he he does seem to do pretty well with dak um but like
0: what is CD, what is man. that yeah
1: uh, yeah <laughs> what what are you doing there why are you not getting it to Gallup? why are you not getting it to cd um you're better offensive players you are running backs and things so uh that just confuses me and it doesn't it's not what i want to see um but i i do think that the cowboys you know will continue to win games uh they don't have the hardest schedule um and like this, you know, the NFC is, is pretty easy this year. So they're going to make the playoffs, I think, uh, maybe win a game or two. But, like, it's just, you know, it's it's not going to be there. Something's going to go wrong um, in the NFC championship game or the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it, it'll just be the same old thing every year. What, what do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I was documented as being more of a Dak guy. Um, just, you know, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do respect your opinion uh, and take value in it. Cause obviously you're a Cowboys fan, you watch all the games, uh, and more critically than I would. Um, and I think my opinion started to get more into your camp once I saw how Cooper Rush was doing. And I was like, you know, Cooper Rush is not like, you know, he's not, he's not, an, he's not a starting NFL quarterback, um, as well as he did. But I think it was just a product of how good as a whole, um, and how he put into a position to do a decent job. And, you know, I mean, I think that it just showed that the offense would be able to sustain decent production from the quarterback position from anyone. Like that's just like even average. I still think that I still think that like, you know, I mean, maybe this is just my perspective as a, as a Washington fan that I'll take Dak any day of the week, because we haven't had a quarterback in my entire life being a Washington fan. Maybe mm-hmm. except that one year of RG three, as, yeah. as, as good as as good as Dak, uh. So it's just like it's that it's that constant debate. It's like if you don't have an elite quarterback, is it worth having that quarterback, especially paying for that quarterback? Um Yeah,
1: it's it's tough because it, like you have tough. to pay top money like every single time, basically a new yeah. you know, a new contract comes if, up.
0: And... If they're like a top half quarterback, you got to pay them. Like you have to, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I it's tough because like I think you. You can win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott, as your, Definitely. you know. It, yeah, easily. And this is what this is what happened with Washington too, with Kirk Cousins. You know, I mean, Washington's biggest mistake with Kirk Cousins was letting him go for nothing. If we were never going to sign him, if we were never wanted to pay him, why the hell didn't we trade him? It makes mm-hmm. zero sense. Could have gotten at least a first round pick. So I, you know, it's it's a very touch and go situation. Would you compare like Kirk to Dak? Do you think that Dak's better than Kirk?
1: Yeah, I think they're pretty similar quarterbacks, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think Dak uh, has a little bit more, obviously has a little bit more mobility and playmaking ability, but but Kirk is a very accurate quarterback, and like you know, Kirk places the ball very well. I think compared to Dak, like they both can get the ball to the receiver, but I think Dak, you know, is a, I mean, Kirk plays a more friendly ball as a the receiver to run better normally, but you know, Kirk also is is can be more inaccurate (laughs) more frequently. So uh, I think I I would play in big
0: situations.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I do think I would take Dak. I mean, I think like Dak is a better quarterback uh, in most situations, Mm -hmm. but um, they're, they're not too far off. And I don't think anyone would say Kirk is an elite quarterback. And uh, I don't think it's like straight up every day of the week you take Dak, but I do think he is a better quarterback and I, I take him, but I'm not saying it's far and away. Uh, So yeah, that's, that's Mm kind of how I feel
0: um yeah i i think i would agree i think i would agree um
1: uh, and that's why i wasn't putting him in like a top 12 like uh, yeah. discussion you <laughs> i know? was like, it's I just was. not quite there uh, like there are guys that you know i think are younger than him and and they have like a, a slightly better throwing ability um and and so that's why i had guys like two up there so uh yeah.
0: yeah outside my top 12 for Dak, still yeah straight up would you take right now Dak or trevor lawrence <laughs> two of your favorite football players aren't they <laughs> well uh josh
1: isn't here on the other side to defend the Dax side and you're clearly on the trevor side
0: oh, i don't know tough. if it's clear i don't know if it's clear but I, I would i think i would take trevor but go ahead. well
1: if it's not clear to you then oh no i guess you guys were just offering like straight up you guys were just yeah yeah, yeah. Offering uh damn that's a tough one i think i gotta go trevor uh
0: he made some good throws yeah. last week. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, he's I, younger.
1: There is is the potential that he still goes off. I'm a hater, but, like, you know, if he's yeah. – like, Trevor could get better. Dak's not going to get better. Like
0: I just can't quit on Trevor when he has those bad weeks because I see some of these throws he makes, like, last week. And, you know, there's that one where he's getting backed into his own end zone. He's got like, throw it over someone and ahead of someone else and just gets in a nice window for, like, 20 yards with, like, not really being even able to follow through on the throw or step into it. Um, and he had the other one too, uh, Dan Arnold, where he just got absolutely trucked by someone too. And it's just like, you see those throws and they're not throws that every quarterback can make. That's like a top 10 like uh, arm ability, uh, arm talent Yeah, Trevor's throw. got the arm there, definitely. Yeah, so I, it's just, I, I, you got to think he can work on the mental part and can figure it out. Because, I mean, uh, do how much can we even consider his rookie year? Um, and his numbers are are already better. Uh, than last year. I mean, they're not like blowing anyone away, but he's on pace for some decent numbers. So, you know, I, I, I would definitely have to go Trevor here because I think you got to take that upside, especially when he started running a bit last week too. I've been wanting them to use him on the ground a bit because he seems like as he runs a bit more, he kind of gets more mentally into the game. Uh, I mean, you saw him on that mic'd up play when he said like he loves the hits. You know, he plays better when he gets hit. You know, I think I, I like hearing that because I like that. You know, if he gets involved in the game you know it kind of it takes some of the 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 tension out of it it takes it starts to become more fun at least that's how i want to perceive it mhm yeah it's like
1: you know you get to shake off some jitters once you like get get a big hit in your system uh you know he, he looks like he wanted to be andrew luck to me uh but i know you wanted him to be andrew luck too so uh but you know he he's had the arm since college you know he was Don the golden boy and everything so mm-hmm. you know people have always seen it uh he just has to stop being stupid um really, yeah <laughs> i mean sometimes those those throws yeah. man it's just like bro like, yeah. what are you
0: doing what are you seeing yeah. at least he's not zach wilson though yeah but he um, is
1: like he's big as shit i mean he's like six 6'6 and yeah. he's like the second or third tallest uh quarterback in the league right or starting quarterback at least in the league right now um so yeah, and he's like, like he really fit too hits. like yeah yeah, yeah he, he's not skinny either like yeah so uh yeah. and he yeah he's a young guy obviously so he could take those hits he just has to uh yeah, stop making bad decisions, hold on to the ball, stop throwing him away. Like yeah. and you know, I mean he still has to work, you know. I I have I, I believe I've seen a report saying, you know, he's kind of had a mentality of he was the best coming in. So hopefully that has changed. Um and you know, he understands that he has to work at it too and, and just keep getting better. Um because he can, he can be a lot better. And hopefully we get to see that, even though I'm a hater. So yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think what success looks like for Trevor is to get this year done with, like, seven wins. I think seven, eight wins, so, like, three, four more wins. And uh, just continue, continuing to have games, like, yesterday, or, sorry, on Sunday, like, not making the big mistake, uh, but while also making some of those big-time throws. Uh, I think that would be a great success for him. And then moving forward to next year, if I'm the Jags, you already got Calvin Ridley in. I'm drafting Quentin Johnson. I'm drafting the top receiver available because I think you got to look at Trevor and like see the situation of like Tua and see how Tua got Waddle and then got Reek and just completely changed as a player. All of his numbers got better. And I think you're seeing that across the NFL too, how much receivers matter. I mean, look at Herbert now with uh, without Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. Like obviously we all still know that Justin Herbert's a good quarterback, but like, you know, he looks a lot worse without those key guys out there. So I'm giving absolutely every weapon available to Trevor, and I'm bolstering up the offensive line too.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, that's very important. Uh, it's like, you know, uh, of course, like you said, Waddle and and uh, and Tyreek have made two into you know a top 10 dynasty quarterback like that's just it it adds so much to the quarterback's game i think that's why jacksonville went out and got etn uh for trevor and etn looks amazing now um i -hmm. think i disrespected him earlier by not mentioning his name in that top five running back conversation me too Uh, me too he he is now um clear far and away the number one there he's taken all the snaps uh like besides maybe you know a handful every single game at the running back position um, and he looks great doing over 100 yards in scrimmage i believe the last uh two three weeks um, and so that's a great weapon for Trevor to use in the passing game, in the running game. Uh he can do it all and he's you know, he's he's got a great connection with Trevor. He's worked with him for quite a few years now. Uh it's unfortunate we didn't get to see him last year, but now he's back and healthy and hopefully he stays that way. So uh that's a huge weapon for Trevor that he likes and has shown that he's already a great running back. So uh if they can get somebody like Quentin Johnson um Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, that's my guy. Um, or a few of the other prospects out there and Calvin Ridley comes back next year and, and decides to actually play, then uh, they'll have a great receiving core as well with Christian Kirk uh, from the slot. And so uh, he'll have all the weapons available for him next year, uh, I'd, I'd expect, even if they don't uh, even bring somebody and they still have uh, quite a few weapons because I do think Calvin Ridley has the stuff. So uh, yeah, if they bring somebody else in, you could see Trevor Skyrocket, uh, at least in in uh, pre preseason uh value and then he'll just have to show that you know he has that ability next year
0: yeah yeah one guy i did want to talk about was uh calvin ridley um I, i'm very curious at how people value him in a dynasty sense because he's going to be 28 by the start of the next season he turns 28 in december uh you know, but he hasn't been in the league that long so oftentimes people don't realize his uh Uh, that he's actually kind of old and he's going to be coming in the season, having not played football in like about almost two years. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, a little sample size, I guess right now is with Deandre Hopkins, who's obviously lit the world on fire. Mm -hmm. I was skeptical of that. I was wrong of that, but even with Hopkins, you know, he missed like maybe like 10 months or so. I mean, the end of last year is really just, uh, Muddied with injuries. Uh, so he wasn't mm-hmm. playing consistently. So, and Hopkins has come back that missing the beat. But I think Ridley's situation is a little bit different. He's going to a new offense that's a bit difficult. Uh, he, and, you know, he still took off that time due to those personal issues that we still don't quite know what they were. Uh, so, you know, you don't know if that's something that's lingering. You don't know if that's something that's affecting his, you know, mentality. Uh and if it is, it's something that he should take care of if he deems it so. Uh and you know, so it's it's a bit tough to value him because you're like, is he A gonna be able to like return to be playing football at the same level? Or is he gonna be playing football at all? So I'm, I'm wondering like what your thoughts are and his value considering that.
1: Yeah, so lots of things to consider. Um, like you brought up. Uh one thing, um, you know, like the D hop situation is like you said, is a very you know, it's, it's close to as similar as we've got, I guess, in this year's NFL, uh, and D Hop did come back without a beat. And I was a believer, I didn't want to hold I didn't want to sell before he came out. Um I mean I kinda did, uh, but not not sell low. Um I mean I thought he was gonna be nice and he is. Uh and, and that's how this
0: nice. <laughs>
1: uh well well to be fair, Hollywood got hurt, so I did yeah, it it a, a bit more and I think he will come back down and i mean he did come back down last week because they were done yeah. and he scored a touchdown but he's a i mean he's a monster it's just it, it it's more of the cliff kingsbury can you keep him involved i mean like he uh but anyway back to calvin ridley um calvin ridley like i i do feel the same way i mean those are both my guys like i thought both of those guys are stud receivers but i think calvin ridley is is good like i i would not i would sell and purchase him for 24 first i believe uh depending on my team. Um like if I had him and I wanted to rebuild or continue to rebuild, like I, I would sell Calvin Ridley. Uh and if I was um potentially contending next year, um I wouldn't want to sell the 23 first. Um but I I would sell the 24 first, I believe. Um, because I believe in Calvin Ridley. Um he's had a top five season um uh, just a few years into his career. Um, and that was alongside Julio Jones he can get it done whether there's another guy on the field or not. Uh, He would have been just as good or, you know, slightly, you know, he would have been just, he would have been up there uh, in terms of that top five, top 10 finish um, with Matt Ryan. Again, even without Julio, uh, had he not got hurt and, and, you know, had his own issues. Uh, He is a good and a very good NFL wide receiver. He, he has great route running abilities. He's, uh, big enough. He's not undersized. Uh, he's just a great receiver. So, uh, I think that, you know, he's going to elevate Trevor and continue to get it done. And so I think tw- the 24 first a year out, uh, he will help you in 23. He could gain value. You could sell him again, uh, in 24 or, or whatever you wanted to do, keep him, um, and, and so that's why, I, And but the 23 first, there's just, you know, there's the, the the age difference and the possibility that that player can help you just as much and yada, yada. That's why I wouldn't sell the 23, but uh, I wouldn't give him up for a second. Um, I wouldn't give him up for two seconds. Uh, I need a first round pick in 24. Uh, I would, uh, that's, that's kind of how I value Calvin Ridley uh, because I, I do know how good he can be. And I do think that that talent is still going to be there, but I'm willing, yeah, and I'm willing to hold the bag uh, if it doesn't happen. Obviously, it's been <laughs> almost two years yeah. now, so. Uh, that, yeah, that's that the sucks. thing for me. Two uh, years, that's going to be a long, that's a long time. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, you don't uh, often see first, players come back from that, you know. Uh, you yeah, don't see I players just, do that very often, but
0: he's still young first enough. first is back. tough for me. Yeah. Uh, if, if I'm trying to get Ridley, I mean, I don't know if I'm paying a first. I'd pay a second. You know, I, but also if I'm owning Ridley, you know, I, I don't know if you're selling for a second because you're just like, you know, like, if I get a second, like, cool, whatever. But like, if it turns out to be good, then that that will go beyond a first. So
1: exactly, no one still holding uh, Ridley is gonna sell for a second for the most unless yeah. you had. It something on your team for
0: like like a year and a half you know that's like when people come to me like for jamison williams it's like i've waited this long like why would i be like i'm not i'm not selling him because he's injured you know i'm not going to be doing that i've i've held him for so long uh but yeah no i'm just excited for trevor Lawrence, man i think it's good for him and i really hope that Ridley can be just as he was before he uh stepped away
1: i hope so i hope so uh, speaking to, uh, of uh, no, no, yeah. no 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 Speaking of Trevor Lawrence in that quarterback class, I Ooh. wanted to talk about Justin Fields being the oh, best yeah. quarterback in that uh, draft the, class. About the best what do you
0: got to say about that? Uh, he's, he's doing well. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I appreciate the Bears for putting him in a position to succeed uh sometimes oh, i
1: think he's doing yeah. that himself i think he's doing well i himself. think
0: i think something's changed where he's being encouraged to run more he's still not throwing it a whole lot nor is he like you know being the best at it but the running's completely changed i mean he, and i think that's opening it up for him to throw you know just gonna respect both um and yeah i mean the the speed on that touchdown run that long touchdown run i mean that was crazy like i was you and I were going against each other and I know that you have like a, uh, you have a rebuilder and I have a contender, but I was kind of sitting there for a second being like, oh, <laughs> is. Um, as he kept just putting up points and points and points, you know, it's like, uh, hopefully he's able to combine that, that running ability with the ability to throw. Cause that's what, the, that's where the longevity is going to come in. And that's, what's really important, obviously in dynasty format. So right now, if you have justin fields and you're you're ecstatic especially in redraft in dynasty you're like okay this is a great first step really great first step that he's able to show this athletic ability while running if he's able to just have that average throwing ability which he's very close toward that he's going to be in the league for a little bit too and the bears are the bears are i think matt eberfluss has done a, done a good job they're a decent team uh and they're going to be good enough this year, where they're not, not going to get an opportunity to draw draft a top quarterback. I think uh, so. I, I I'm in, I'm cautiously intrigued uh, by Justin Fields, and I'm happy to say that he seems to be proving me wrong. Because you know, I'm rooting <laughs> for the. I, I like him as I like him as a football player now. He's he's and yeah, no, it, it's. for justin fields and you got kyler and justin fields over there if they get rid of cliff your quarterback situation is set you're gonna be dropping like 60 a week between the two
1: I know, and with the one hundred and one, dude, you're telling me I got both of those and Bijan. Well, you also, have, you also you also have
0: nothing else on your team. Hey, it doesn't matter. I got another
1: first. I mean, I got some seconds. We'll, we'll, we'll work yeah, it out. You'll be and, good. You'll be and, good. And as you can notice, yes, that's it. That's that that is it. That I is do it. have some picks. Yes, my team's name is only <laughs> draft picks. I I do have two quarterbacks, but you know, the I North can't believe you
0: still have James has. Connor. Has just no one come in and asked you about it?
1: Uh every once in a while someone tries to lowball me for James Conner. Like you tried to like be like, oh, he's just throwing somebody old like James Conner. Like, no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> like, I'm not just gonna I'm not just gonna bullshit you. Are you James gonna try get a first? Uh I mean, no, probably probably can't get a first. Uh, but it's yeah. been a little bit since anyone has targeted James Conner because he's been hurt. So uh yeah, he was like back second, and he was back and used uh right now. So I wanna give it another week, see see how he does um off the health and then you know i'll probably sell james connor if you want james connor we could talk uh but yeah I, i'm I'm <laughs> not like, just, i'm not just like willing to just go get rid of him because i do think that i could have a pretty good team next year uh just off in the back of those two quarterbacks and Bijan if if, mm-hmm. if anything else goes know. right if if yeah if anything else goes right then like I could I have my team is gonna
0: be shit um, <laughs>
1: exactly and yeah. there's not that many good teams you know people make trades all the time I'll have like four future firsts in the next two years after next year so um I can always make moves with those and uh yeah so I, I'm not like just trying to get rid of James Conner because he's probably is like you know Benjamin into my opinion is not that good like sure he had a couple good fantasy games but like He didn't look that good to me. James Conner has looked good in his career. And so I still prefer, uh, you know, just to, I don't want to sell him low. I do think he, you know, he's under contract for another couple of years. Or I guess actually one more year after this, I think. Um, and so, yeah, uh, not not actively shopping James Conner, especially because my team is so bad, I don't need to lose any points. <laughs> I am already like a 300-point lead for the 101. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you're, you're fine there. You're fine there. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got, you're excited to get Dijon?
1: I am, dude. I mean, who wouldn't be? Like, I'm probably going to probably gonna have to pass on him in my other dynasty league my also my other unending rebuild uh who clear in a way has the 101 but i have no quarterbacks my my only quarterback in the super flex league is is malik willis Uh, so yeah i've been thinking about it but it's hard to trade in a 14-man league i will say people people are very difficult in their valuations uh i've made like probably like i don't even know like six trades in like I guess three years, and like I'm like the second or third highest person who's trade like most trades, like no one trades at all. Um, it's so it's so difficult. Like I try, but and that I guess after the startup draft to get some startup draft trades, but like, yeah, it like the the (laughs) rosters are so so thin with 14 men. 14 man, 10 starters, and like 22, 24 roster oh my spots. God. So like Who's it's on the
0: waivers? <laughs>
1: nobody. <laughs> no but John Waffer was on waivers, uh, not anymore. Uh I was yeah. surprised. Hey, about Bryce that. Perkins is the
0: real backup over there. Exactly. I'd love to see him get a chance. I, know, I would that? love that. I would love yeah, that. I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if there were some more they put Bryce Perkins in in some like wildcat kind of package. definitely because like you know it's not like the Rams offense has been you know lighting the world on fire here you know so I, I would be a little curious to see I think that that's the uh, mm-hmm. official unending rebuild dark horse of the week uh, Bryce <laughs> I know Perkins. I would
1: love that I would I would absolutely love that if they put him in for a couple I was thinking that yeah. too like I really think that they should if if Zapper misses the game uh, preseason God. Yeah, like, why not? They put him out there for, like, the entire game, basically every game of preseason. They wanted to see if he could do it. Why not, you know, give him a couple packages. You don't have to start him, but see what he can do out there on a real NFL field. Uh, That would be fun. He's got the athletic ability to, like, you know, at least give himself a shot. I hope so. Yeah, I I mean, you know it's going
0: to be Wofford, though. It's going to be boring as hell. I mean, Hopefully, Rams fans can put up enough noise. To be like, put Bryce Perkins. Because I know, I know they all <laughs> love him. They loved him in preseason. I, after every preseason game, I go search his name on Twitter. It'd be like, we all the good press.
1: That's hype. Do you think yeah. uh, Wofford and Perkins, Wofford or Perkins? I guess would uh, spread the ball around, uh, or would they just hyper target Cooper Cup too? You think they it's going to be Cooper Cup around? within
0: five yards and Higby uh, tight end screens all game? That Rams <laughs> offense, though, man, it's bad. That offensive line is really bad. Stafford, something's wrong with him. I think that elbow is actually like significantly uh, affecting him. And man, I I don't really have a lot of Ram shares this year, except like vaguely Daryl Henderson and like which I, who I'm not relying on, and uh, and Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. I find it funny how much McVay hates Henderson, because um, I feel like Henderson's like the most average NFL running back, which is like fine. You know, you can be average and play in the NFL. Um, but, like, the, the refusal, just let's put Ronnie Rivers in there. Let's put the, the <laughs> yeah. bum Cam Akers in there. And then, uh, um, he sometimes it's like, it's like, man, like, why is he hate him so much? <laughs> yeah, McVay much?
1: hates all of his running backs. He's like, you're all useless to me. You, none of you can do shit. I'm gonna yeah. constantly rotate you in and out and not let you get a rhythm. Now that you play, you're going to be in the hot seat. You're like, you're, not, yeah, he just, he hates every single running back for some reason. They, they must have just
0: heard him in high school taking his girlfriend or something. I don't know. <laughs> my big, my biggest sadness was, uh, involves Daryl Henderson, actually, because preseason I had a trade offer offered to me, uh, from Neil, and it was T Higgins and Daryl Henderson for Javante Williams. I declined it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that would have been, in hindsight, a great trade for me uh but you know because i it it annoys me so much i think this is a lesson learned i talked about this before about how i was trying to move javante williams because i didn't think he should have been he wasn't worth what he was valued that was like that he was being valued at like what his peak production would be in a good offense as a bell cow and which he was in neither and and I was trying to him off that. The mistake was trying to not sell a bit low, but trying to sell on that value that the consensus had brought him to, that peak value. And so that was a lesson learned for me. That if you think a guy's below consensus, um, it's fine to sell a bit below what that consensus is. So uh, a key lesson learned for me and good takeaway for our audience:
1: yeah. sell if
0: you think the player is in a bad situation. Uh, you don't have to or get... overvalued
1: you don't have to get maximum value to still get good value. It, it does not exactly. require you to get 100% of the dynasty community's value in your trade to still have yeah. a good trade and win the trade. And that mm-hmm. is a valuable lesson for guys. I
0: think it is. It, it was a lesson learned for sure. For sure. But you know, I think Josh I has learned that lesson too. We'll, we'll point him, <laughs> point him to this segment.
1: And uh... yeah,
0: now I'm trying, now I'm trying to trade away, uh, because, like as I'm a contender and no one wants him. (laughs) Yeah. I mean the the problem is he might not come back until like the middle of next year. And so like I mean it's understandable. Yeah. It's understandable. I'm not even saying I disagree. It's just uh you know, I mean, I I would, you know, I value him kind of like as a first right now. Like I view him as another first and uh you know hopefully luckily he was able to have the surgery in early october so soon after the injury actually happens that's a big benefit because then you could start the rehab sooner people are comparing it to the jk Dobbins injury and it is similar but you know there's do you hear about those like stories about like jk not really taking the 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 rehab sure. too seriously so you know i'm thinking if Javante is the opposite you know it does take him a while to come back so be it i just hope they don't rush him back cuz rushing him back to be the worst thing possible for his long term uh, health and fantasy value
1: uh, so w- were you want a uh, vegans 2025 first for Javante? I,
0: I I can't talk about 2025 first you know <laughs> like that, that that's too far ahead for me. Man. i'll i would do your 2024 first
1: no 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 how about vegans <laughs> 2024 first
0: uh and James connor mm, we'll talk we'll talk that's not bad that's not bad mm, yeah. but I think I think we could go ahead and wrap up this episode because <laughs> we're just rambling about <laughs> trade offers now but uh appreciate uh everyone for checking in and listening um uh, and we'll be back next week as always appreciate y'all
1: yeah, you're welcome everyone for your favorite show without josh uh